0: Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. Well, it's Mark in the driver's seat tonight, and uh, this
1: evening with me I have...
0: Dennis Goddard. That's right, Dennis is with me, so it's, uh, it's, it's Minarchist Talk Live. Well, I'm an anarchist, I don't know what you are. <laughs> well, whatever. Give me a call at 1-800-259-9231, and uh, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. But, well, until then, we're going to talk about what I want, because... Nobody's called in. Well, actually, Alex in New Jersey is on the line. Excuse me. Alex in New Jersey, let's see if I drop his call. Alex in New Jersey.
2: Hey, how's it going? Doing well. All right. So uh, Governor Corzine signed a uh, two uh, new laws into effect, and what that requires is that every uh, person under the age of 21 will need to have an orange sticker placed on their license plate so the cops can identify who might be breaking curfew and who will not.
3: Oh, that's The second
2: nice. law extends curfew from midnight to 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Now, the problem is that now that the orange stickers are on the license plate, everybody's who is a cop can be able to profile And people are going to be stopped for no reason or because they think they may have drugs in the car. So this is obviously something that's on the minds of many young people in the state.
1: Hey, I think all you young people in the state should get night jobs right now. Get stuff in the night shift and then file suit against the government for preventing you from being able to work.
0: That is such a good idea. Well, likely they have some kind of provision for kids that work at night,
1: but um, challenge it. it. It's it's still go on the offensive with these guys.
0: Well, I don't think it's even. I don't think it's worth it. Flush New Jersey down the toilet and uh, leave that place. For God's sakes, do you think do you think it's ever going to turn around? Oh, like Tula would say, you know, just flush it all away. It's just it's 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 completely worthless. Uh, you know, I <laughs> yeah, I, I, I assume. What, what are the reasons around. for this uh, this this curfew? Uh, crime.
2: Well, the, well, no, the problem is that kids are do, uh, going out past curfew, uh-huh. which I don't think is a problem, but they obviously do. Uh, so, they, they, you know, people are doing it, but the cops don't know who to pull over and who not to pull over for curfew. Okay. See? So they need to look, be able to identify cars which have underage drivers in them so that if they see them out at Uh, past curfew, they'll be able to pull them over because right now, they don't know who is and who isn't. What qualifies as underage? Under 21.
0: Under the age of 21. Okay. So under the age of 21, you are not allowed out past 11 o'clock at night?
2: Uh, No, you're not allowed under the age of 21. If you have a provisional license, you cannot be driving past uh, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. I'm 18, and I have a full basic license so I don't have okay. a curfew, but I, mu- I I think I might need the orange sticker anyway. I okay. don't know. It's this is all new stuff for everyone, so we'll see as. You know, if the year goes on, what's going to happen?
1: This reminds me so much of those anti-cruising laws. <laughs> They're silly. Now, um, I've,
0: I've got a question here. Now, suppose I have lent my car in the past to people beneath the age of 18 uh, for the purpose of driving places. I don't know that it was – I don't think it was after 11 o'clock at night, but that's – I consider to be my freedom. My question is, what happens if I loan you my car and you are driving it after – and you are, for whatever reason, qual- um, have to have one of these orange stickers – or you know um, what, like, what what's,
1: what happens there?
2: I actually don't know. I don't think the government thought things out that far.
0: Now, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure
1: you are guilty of uh, what is it, facilitating Aiding and abetting, <laughs> yeah, of what, a minor. Now, something that, of a minor.
0: What if that person driving my car that I've lent the car to happens to be related to me and beneath the ages of whatever?
2: That these are very good questions. I mean, I no that's I not an unusual circumstance. You what kind of... Uh, horrible things are going on
0: here. i mean that's that's not an unusual circumstance at all that a parent allows a child to drive their car i you know I, most of my uh car, you know driving career prior to uh you know being an adult was driving my parents cars yeah and you mm-hmm. can go ahead and tell that to the judge i guess <laughs> i mean <laughs> your honor i'm not I, you know, i'm 40 something years old i don't have to put a sticker on my car and yeah i'm a am fr- you know since i'm free and you know, 40 something years old, I can lend my car to whomever I want. And I wanted to lend it to okay. him. And this now, kid was a bad kid, and we Mark, saw what he was You going.
2: start out by not calling him your honor.
0: Yeah, Fred.
2: He, didn't,
1: he didn't do anything to deserve that title. It's
0: true. And it's very un Quakerish, too. Quakers don't uh, respect one man over another.
1: That said, are you, is, it, you know, I, is it worth the repercussion? Like, you know, have that conversation over a beer with a guy. Don't make an issue of it while you're on trial. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway.
1: All right.
0: Well, thanks a lot, yeah. Alex.
2: Thanks for taking my call.
0: Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. No, I don't
1: know how to work this phone. Oh, that's technology. Technology sucks. It's all broken. That's why we engineers make money. I've got, uh,
0: apparently, Ian uh, Freeman has uh, narrated an audio book, which everybody's heard about, The Market for Liberty. And now it's uh, available at patiobooks.com. The Market for Liberty explores what our world might look like in a voluntarist society. You can find out why this book is more relevant than ever in an age of rapidly disappearing freedoms. It's free, and you can check it out at patiobooks.com. Podio. Patio, Potty, it, like it audio, patio, It sounds audio patio. Sounds dirty. Yeah, it sounds it sounds kind of silly. But what are you gonna do? I, I didn't name the place. I'm just, yeah. Uh, you know. All right. So here's the top of the story. The story is coming out of the top of it. Um, Obama legal team wants to defendants' rights limited. Now, it's my understanding the Democrats care about people and they want to see people treated fairly.
1: That sounds like spin to me. Yeah, that is. number right?
0: The Obama administration is asking the Supreme Court to overrule longstanding uh, law that stops police from initiating questions unless a defendant's lawyer is present. Now, I don't understand what this rule is all about because the police, they can't certainly, do they
1: can't initiate questions.
0: They certainly, uh, you know, initiate questions when, uh, um, you know, that. They when they feel like uh, doing these kind of things, you know, when they feel like asking questions, they ask questions. and It doesn't matter where your lawyer is.
1: I mean, most confessions are gotten you don't get confessions in front of attorneys. Well, this must be some, you know, some motion that one does. You know, I, I, your honor, I shall like to initiate a question.
0: Uh, that doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense at all. All right. Other than uh, st- uh, the, an, another stark example of the White House seeking to limit rather than expand rights, the administration's action and several others have disappointed civil rights and civil liberties groups that expect President Barack Obama to reverse the politi- policies of his Republican predecessor. They actually name George W. Bush here, in case you didn't know.
1: It's, it's just like my bumper sticker says. It's the nice smiling face of Obama with his text next to it. You're going to be very disappointed. <laughs>
0: after, the, after the Democrats call for change during the uh, 2008 campaign, since taking uh, office, Obama has drawn criticism for backing the continued imprisonment of militant com- enemy combatants in Afghanistan without trial invoking the state secrets privilege to avoid releasing information in lawsuits
1: and limiting the rights of prisoners to test genetic evidence used to convict them you know his George Bush impersonation sucks he's really got to own more stocks in oil companies yeah. if he would just do this one simple thing
0: yeah it's just George Bush's uh, uh, third term i'm sorry the case uh, the case at issue is michigan versus jackson in which the supreme court said in 1986 that police may not initiate questions of a defendant who has a lawyer or is asked for one unless the t- attorney is present the decision applies even in defendants who agree to talk to the authorities without their lawyers Anything police learn through such questioning cannot be used against the defendant at trial. The opinion was written by Justice John Paul Stevens, the only current justice who was on the court at the time. Gosh, he has to be an old man. The justices could uh, decide as early as Friday whether they want to hear arguments on, on the issue as they wrestle with an ongoing case from Louisiana that involves police questioning of an ind- indigent defendant that led to a murder confession and a death sentence. Oof. The uh, Justice Department, in a brief signed by Solicitor General Elena K- Kagan, said the 1986 decision serves no real
1: purpose and offers only meager benefits. We just decided the Supreme Court decision serves no purpose, and therefore we can just uh, – wait a second. My brain's exploding. Yeah. It's – it's it's uh, <laughs> what? If it's only meager benefits, then why do we have it? The GD piece of paper.
0: Yeah. The government said defendants who don't wish to talk to police don't have to and that officers must respect that decision. But that it it said that there is no reason a defendant who wants to should not be able to respond to an officer's questions. At the same time, the administration acknowledges that the decision only occasionally prevents federal prosecutors from attaining appropriate convictions. So apparently... You know, um, the Democrats don't really care about uh, the rights of those that are accused. I don't like that they make it so easy for us. We'll be back. Point oh one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 1-800-259-9231. Ian's off someplace doing something. I don't know. So it's Mark with you. And Dennis. And we're doing the show. Give us a call at one eight hundred two 259 We'll talk to you about any old thing you want. We've uh, been talking about how Obama's making – well, he's, he's, he's making it into, into a new, kinder, gentler socialist nation. Yeah, it's not fascism when we do it. Yeah. No, of course not. It's really funny. All right, but we have calls, and that's what the show's about, so let's take them. Chris in Canada.
4: Ah, hello there, guys. Hey. Hi. um, I'm from Prince Edward Island, and I just want to call and let you guys know that there's actually a huge smoking ban going on here now.
0: Oh, Oh, I would never believe that. Another one? Where are they banning smoking?
4: Um... Well, pretty much everywhere. I've got the Guardian article up here, the local newspaper. The PEI government is eliminating designated smoking rooms in all public places and work, Okay. eliminate designated smoking areas in hospital grounds. Uh, Looks like they're also prohibiting smoking on patios, decks of eating establishments, and licensed establishments during certain hours of operation. And you also cannot smoke in a car anymore if you have someone under the age of 19 present.
1: Gosh. So, you know, I mean, obviously, taking control of their own, quote-unquote, the public buildings, fine. But when they step over the line and take over other people's property, that's revolution time, man. <laughs>
4: yeah, they're step-over-step they're step boundaries. And they also, they had the, the Council of Canadians person was here with their, uh, you know, running out of clean water thing a few months ago. And now they're going to, like, ban bottled water here on PEI, too. And there's just- a whole bunch of...
0: Is PEI the first? Uh, is this the, the, the where they're starting these things in Canada, or they have been, they've been doing it all over? All um,
4: oh no, and- they, oh, no, they've been doing this sort of stuff all over in Canada, but it's finally coming here. So what are you going to do? Uh, well, I tried working within the system, but that didn't really work well. Well, what'd you do? Well, actually, believe it or not, uh, at one point I thought maybe I could change the the local democrats but that didn't work out very well
0: did you go to a few meetings and talk to them or uh
4: yeah i went well i was joined the party and i went to meetings and stuff and
1: uh, you know one person you know it's what what did they do did they gang up on you what what did they do to you
4: um well they didn't really gang up on me per se but like every everyone who's in democratic party here um I didn't realize they were actually as socialist as they turned out to be. They actually turned out to be pretty much, well, not pure socialists, but pretty much as close as you can get. Like they have, for example, they have a. They're part of an organization called Canada Without Poverty, which basically wants to like tax you up the wazoo in order to make everyone equal and rid Canada of poverty totally. Like they talked at the meeting about having like a ninety one percent tax rate, and it's just nuts,
1: well, yeah, people who don't believe in private property and are in control of the government that's a really dangerous like save yourself yeah. kind of situation
0: yeah that's uh that's socialism at its best, and yep. honestly, it's what's driving us driving the whole world into the into a crapper um i I don't have any recommendations except move for the free state project,
4: yeah thought about it but all my family and everything are here and all my friends and everything so. i understand
0: yeah well, all my you
1: know. family and friends were in we in florida at, at a certain point something either bugs you enough or you live with it it's like you yeah. know if there's some relationships else you where hey you know what you two guys fight all the time but you got to decide you live with each other or not
0: yep it's true mm. thanks a lot
4: uh, no problem
0: appreciate it chris all right um let's uh let's talk to troy in minnesota troy Hello, Troy. Troy, going all on. right? This
5: is Troy.
6: There he is. Hey. How's it
0: going? Hey, good. How are you?
6: Uh, good. Um, I wanted to call in and talk to you guys. I've been listening to uh, some of the uh, things that are going on with Sam and in jail, and, and uh, I caught Ian's protest uh, when he was arrested. And uh, I wanted to ask Mark, especially, what what you thought about kind of a different protest strategy concerning the judge. Um, right now, it seems like whenever one of the free state project members are arrested. They, they're very aggressive towards the judge, and then the judge reacts negatively back.
0: It um, seems to have gotten if, that way.
6: But if it's been my experience that if you throw yourself on the mercy of the court, if you go up and kiss the judges, you know what, um, oftentimes you can get the judge to be aggressive towards the state on your behalf.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they kind of like it, too. They really do. I mean, that, if you talk to prosecutors, they hate the defendants and vice versa. The judge, you know, hey.
6: Well, in Minnesota here, my my dad was in the seventies. He was kind of a, a separatist. He uh, he believed in uh, his sovereignty as a as a person type thing. <laughs>
3: um,
6: <laughs> but I saw him do some amazing things because he would when he was arrested, he would be just just terrible with the police. Um, and whenever an offer was made by the prosecuting attorney he would just spit in his face but as soon as he got in front of the judge he would say you know things like your honor i believe the courts were designed to protect the citizen from the abusive power of the state um and he would a lot of times when he wanted to get his point across he would say your honor i throw myself in the mercy of the court i'm not trained as a lawyer um i'd like you to look at this and and i saw the judge do some amazing things i mean the judge would come up with um rulings against the prosecuting attorney saying i don't know who you think you are but this individual has a right and one of the things he did which i thought was hilarious was he was arrested one time he never had a driver's license he when he was pulled over he'd say i don't need one stuff like that
0: dear god um,
6: but he got pulled over one day because a cop that had arrested him earlier saw him driving but the, the police officer was off duty so the police officer called in and to another police officer and said, Al, drive down the street, go arrest him. The other officer turned his lights on, pulled him over, and the judge just went crazy and said, did you call in the license plate? Did you verify that this person is wanted? Mm-hmm. You cannot take the, the word of another person, whether they're a police officer or not, and just tore the guy apart. And basically all my dad did was he went in and said, you're here to protect me, Your Honor. I, I throw myself on your mercy. I don't believe that that stop was valid
1: you know i th- I love that strategy if you if you know that you have not done anything that has caused harm rather than playing around with you know oh i i 'm trying to show what I know what i 'm doing, well let the judge show that the prosecutor didn 't know what he was doing'll they 'll love it i, I don't I, I don't have any
0: problem with it it seems like a you know seems like a good system. I think also that the uh, the judicial system has changed in the last thirty years um, from when your father was throwing himself in the mercy of uh, perhaps judges that actually were I don't know talking to juries about their right to nullify possibly sure um yeah, so I don't I, know for sure I mean I can't say that I I know whether that will work or not it, it can't hurt and then after that you could uh you know try the system of well you know thank you yeah thank you for all your help your honor but I'm not going to pay anyway you know you right. try to go that way
6: yeah and my dad did that a lot he he would say he would say, you can give me whatever fine you want, but, um, you know, I've got five children to feed, and, and I don't have a full employment. Of course, he never paid his taxes, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, that approach worked for him. And one thing I've noticed with – and Ian's not there, so we can't speak for him, but his approach seems to be a little bit different than Mark's.
7: Yes, yes, um, it is.
0: There's one that one works as reasonable. Th- Thanks, Troy. Yes. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 It's Free Talk Live. Call in about anything. Talk live. How about that new music beds? Who'd have thought we could even do it? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's it's Mark Talk Live tonight. We don't need Ian for this crap. Uh, it, it's a, but it's still a show about your calls. So let's go right into the calls. Dan in Texas. Dan. Hello. Hello, Dan. I'm here. Uh, well, great. What did you call about? <laughs>
9: Hey, I wanted to uh, see where I, uh, Ian was. I guess I missed a memo about him leaving tonight.
0: He's it's on a secret mission.
9: Ah, uh, okay. Now, I wanted to bring up something on the lighter side. Uh, I know you all been pushing the um, the Audible, uh, the, the audio books. Yeah. Audible.com, and mm-hmm. I went and tried out the little offer, and uh, I have to say the thing works great. I love it. What'd uh, what did I... you get? What book did you get? Well, I'm going to get to that because you're going to get a kick out of it. But the okay. <laughs> uh, where I work, I listen to an iPod most of the day because I don't have to deal with customers, and so it makes the day go by fast. And uh, I was trying to think of a book that I wanted, and I, and I fell back on one of your uh, suggestions. I checked out a book from that uh, Michael Z. Williamson guy. Oh, did you? Yes. Which one that did was, you get? I only had one. Well, I wanted, I wanted the weapon because you had spoken highly of it. I really like didn't it. didn't have it. Yes. The one that they had was Hero.
0: Hero. I haven't read that one. What'd you think of it? Okay,
9: it's good. I I plan on on getting more of them as they come out. I I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I I tell you, he's uh, he's a great, he's a great author, and I'm going to read everything that he ever puts out that uh, I managed to get my hands on. I haven't gotten them all at this point, but uh, that's a good thing. That means there's still some out there for me to read. I uh, I enjoy Terry Goodkind too. Um, both of these are you know rather libertarian type authors, and uh, I've read everything that Terry Goodkind's put out. So. I kind of have to well, wait for to, something new. What's that? I
9: tried well, I tried to find the uh, mistakes were made, but not my B-book, because it sounds very intriguing. And I can't find it on audiobook anywhere. It's new, um, so I suspect
0: it hasn't been recorded at this point. That'd be all my right, guess. Okay. All I right, well,
9: that's all I got. So I just wanted to say, uh, if anyone's on the fence, I'm trying it out. Definitely try it out, because I'm going to... Continue to be a customer
0: of that website. Yeah, uh, what well, I I don't know. Um, I, th- I think that the books are pretty reasonable. Uh, they're they're less than uh, oh, yeah. new books and and uh, you get a chance to try it out if you just go to uh, let's see audio audio uh, dot com uh, slash ftl. It's podcast dot com slash ftl. Thanks a lot, Dan. All right, thank you. Yep, and uh, let's try Paula in Florida. Ella, hi. what are you going to reveal to us tonight?
10: Yeah, hi, hon. Uh, they just came out in the news. They said they're not going to be able to contain this flu.
0: Which flu, flu are you referring to? Dear okay, God. Okay, it's,
10: it's a bird, swine, and it's also got human DNA in it.
0: Bird, swine, human DNA flu?
10: It's, it's in it. Meanwhile, yeah, they said they're not going to be able to contain it.
0: If it has human DNA in it and, and – uh, I'm
10: going to tell you what happened. They said this is coming out of the laboratories.
0: It's coming out of the laboratories. So, yeah, I mean, is, the is it all out. the way down there in Florida? It's it's spread from Atlanta to the CDC all the way down to Florida?
10: No, not yet. They said that it's already in L.A. How did it
0: how
1: get
10: there? I don't know. Anyway, it's in L.A. now. But anyway, if they they said they're not going to be able to contain this. They said that this could be a worldwide pandemic.
1: What What, what? color is this stuff?
10: I have no idea. All I know is what we've been told.
1: Is it the green stuff or the purple stuff?
10: I don't know. They said, I mean, they're just talking about, you know, what it is, and they can't contain it. And 60 people in Mexico have already died. And um, they said the people uh, uh, in in L.A., we seem to be able to fight it off better. But anyway. uh, The
0: people in L.A. are doing better than the people in Mexico? Yeah. Why do you think that is?
10: I don't, well, either they're taking better care of themselves or something.
0: Yeah, it's the healthy lifestyle out there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the house, maybe it's, you know, the uh, the ones in L.A., there's more people from the House of David.
10: I don't know. But anyway, uh, they banned NutraSweet. The thing they? is, I mean, this is going to be scary.
0: I, I, you know, I, I don't know what we're going to do. People not go
10: anywhere to stay home. What are you going to do? I'm a, well, I don't, you know, I don't go out a whole bunch of myself. I just go to the store, you know, once a month, you know, get everything we need. And, you know, and that's it. I stay pretty close to home. Yeah, stay
0: inside. Yeah. Yeah, keep inside the iron lung. That uh, that keeps out the, the viruses.
10: Yeah, and you need to get some colloidal silver, too. Definitely stay inside.
0: It is, if you if you have a whole bunch of that stuff, you know it'll turn you blue. Do you have a basement? No, it doesn't. No, nope. do you have no a basement, a Paul? No,
10: no, no, it doesn't. I've, I've been taking it for a long time.
0: No, you you need a basement. You can't huh? have a basement in Florida. They call that those indoor. Oh, swimming
10: we did we, when we were growing up in Jackson. We had a basement. But anyway, really? I've got the colonial, uh I mean uh, silver machine to make it. So
1: you got to hide somewhere when the Nazis come. All right, huh? man. Huh? You got to hide somewhere when the Nazis come. You need a basement.
10: <laughs> well, I tell you what, this country's beginning to look like Russia, isn't it?
0: Uh, that's right. Thanks. Thanks for warning us about the uh, the uh, Russian uh, human bird swine flu, Paula. Purple. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> oh boy, I, I don't know, even Paula. know what to say about that. I do know to, what to say about. Uh, this ebook: book uh, asset forfeitures, bank failures, burglars, ex-spouses, your kids, housekeepers, there's lots of reasons you might want to hide your valuables around your home. StashYourSwag.com gives you more than 100 common places around your home with little or no modification. Uh, the guide contains detailed pictures to help you, and most of these ideas are under $50. Bucks. It's StashYourSwag, S-W-A-G, swag.com. It's,
1: a, it's an online book, and it costs less than 7 bucks. so... Check it out. That actually sounds pretty cool because you never know what kind of things you might need to hide in your home. It's it's true. I mean, you know, it's you don't want to make it easy for people to find. All right, so let's go on to your article, uh, Dennis.
0: You brought something in, and I wanted to uh, see what you got here.
1: This from the current issue of the Economist. dot com, which I love dearly, despite their recent swerve to the left. <clears throat> but so so you know, of course, that the uh, we have all this corn that they're growing because it's going to make the it's going to be much more green to put it into our cars and burn that. It's going to be much greener.
0: Of course. Uh, just, I mean, biofuels are supposed to be better for the environment and everything else
1: than diesel, right? Sure, because they grow and they take the CO2 out of the air. Although it turns out that there's so much CO2 just from farming the stuff, it actually cancels. I mean, corn just doesn't work for that. Oh, really? I did not did not know that. Yeah, so it, it's it's pretty much carbon neutral, but this it, it, it gets even better. Of okay. course, there's the fact that... That is one of the reasons that many poor people are dying in third world countries right now of starvation. Basically, we have driven up the cost of food because so much arable land in the United States has been dedicated to growing something that people do not eat. Yes, they burn it in their cars instead. Yeah, the, the commodity prices of food are growing. And for so people who don't have enough to like, buy enough to eat are starving to death because Ye- of that subsidy you know it's it's funny um that there's
0: you know the united states doesn't have the only land in the world that'll grow food as a matter of fact there's when you look at countries like tanzania for instance
1: well you got to look at it like oil i mean if one oil producing company or a country comes online or goes offline or company for that matter it hugely affects the price of oil and sure food is, is is in the same bucket
0: I, I understand where you're coming from, but most of the reasons for droughts and lack of food in this world are governments. Well, sure, they don't have anything to do with people being able to grow food in where they are. There's not, you know, there, there certainly are deserts and things like that. But there's people should be able to grow food, but the problem is that their governments are so unstable where they are that you know they're they're liable to they have their land taken from them. Well, that's they're the big c- thing. Killed. It, it I mean, You can't travel around and run away when you're a farmer
1: well and you can't you can't really farm unless you know you have a claim on the land from one year to the next property rights are the fundamental reason why a a people will starve or not but it gets even better with the special corn that we're paying so much in tax money to ensure that the farmers grow are you ready for this this is great this is special
0: latest. corn what's wrong with the what's what's wrong with regular well, corn
1: Regular corn is fine, but we must it must be special. We're paying extra for it. Okay. The maize that's supposed to do the ethanol thing that's supposed to be good for the world, right? All right. So check this out. This comes from the International Council for Science, ICSU, a Paris-based federation of scientific associations from around the world. They're from Paris, and they're a federated science group. So there you go.
0: Doesn't sound like good news so far.
1: Well, it turns out, right? The, the, the report concludes that so far, blah bitty, blah 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 it turns out that most analyses had underestimated the importance to global warming of a gas called nitrous oxide, which some of you don't know about. Yep. Uh, By a factor between three and five, the amount of gas released by farming biofuel crops such as maize, probably corn, probably negates itself by any advantage offered by reduced emissions of CO2. In other words, corn, it, it, it emits more nitrous oxide just in the course of growing And this stuff is 300 times more potent than carbon dioxide.
0: So the uh, the the scientists told us that we were to be saved by growing this, by you know, burning less fuel. The politicians enacted it, and now we have a worse problem than we did before. By a factor of 300. What a surprise! Let's go on talking about this. 9231. It, look, it's always rocking the heavy, loud guitars here on Free Talk Live. I thought we needed something a little different.
1: This is lounge music. Hey, this is Lena's Flytrap, baby, and we're going to take you through the night. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? 1 eight hundred two five nine ninety-two thirty-one. 259 9231. It's Mark here with you. And Dennis. On Free Talk Live. So, Dennis, we're, we're talking about. Uh, well how the the uh, the governments and the scientists are all going to save us and they've screwed up again, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. So we're <laughs> we're growing lots of biofuels because biofuels are much better than the petroleum kind. Right, it's it, it, you know,
0: petroleum's bad.
1: I've I've heard it all along all my life burning burning petroleum is bad. So we give big, giant subsidies to farmers out all over the place, all over the U.S. to grow corn that we will use to make, like, gas a haul, basically.
0: And I assume, I mean, I guess the idea is is that uh, farms have just been waiting around for decades and decades for just that thing to grow, and, um, you know, they haven't been growing anything else, which we would then lose. So they were just able to, you know, turn a switch and get these farms online. Is that right? Of course not. So, you know,
1: we distorted the market.
0: Right. So people that were growing whatever kind of corn before or spinach or whatever it was are now turned to this government subsidized uh, fuel corn.
1: And um, and the fuel corn that was supposed to be greener than pulling the stuff out of the, you know, because we've got to be careful about the carbon dioxide. Well, of course, it turns... Corn is one of the worst in terms of carbon dioxide you get per pound biomass. So because
0: of what it takes to to, to harvest it?
1: it, it's just not as efficient as okay. sugarcane. Sugarcane is great. Sugarcane is beautiful. It's it's super.
0: But su- sugarcane's been outlawed in the United States because um, or something like that. You can't use it in Coca Cola and things like that. No, oh. sugar,
1: sugarcane, like what sugar is. It's not outlawed. It's just that we don't have a great. You know, we don't grow a lot of it, so therefore there's protectionist laws that keep sugarcane out of the country. Right now, th- now third world countries in South America, like Bolivia, places like that, right? They really are great at sugarcane, and of course, what we do is completely whack the one thing that could come out of their economy
0: that we could buy, um, and but you know, and put it in our Coca Cola, because if you go to Mexico and have Coca Cola, you can have it with real sugar instead of corn syrup, high fructose
1: corn syrup, and it tastes better. Right. Now, like lots of economies around the world are all screwed up in a similar way because we, with so much arable land, the blessed, bountiful United States is growing money for gas or gro- gro- you know, gro- corn growing for gas. gas. And <laughs> it turns out that the CO2 it takes to produce the corn, the, the stuff from the corn, is actually greater than the CO2 that you save by having the corn go back into the earth. So like what you get, man, is worse than if you hadn't grown the corn. Right, so that's just the CO2, but forget the CO2, this is, uh, this
0: special kind of corn, this new corn, the no, more no, expensive corn. No, no, it's just
1: corn. It's just corn, I just, it's it's just corn. okay. Just corn. Corn is corn is just good. But it turns out that they, uh, the scientists from a really impressive sounding consortium in Paris, the ICSU, have concluded that the nitrogen that comes from growing corn and growing so much more corn, uh, well, it turns out nitrous oxide is approximately 300 times more a... a, a creator of greenhouse gases than carbon dioxide.
0: Okay, so I want you to understand this, vegetarians.
1: It's of which important. I am
0: one. It's important. Well, you can't eat corn now. Oh, come on. Well, I'm talking about greeny vegetarians that really care about this stuff. That they hey, believe I drive a these, hybrid car, these, man. I These green. people. I, I understand so you have a hybrid car. I'd buy a hybrid car, too. Because, because I have dedicated makes... my
1: life to saving the planet. The government has got to
0: stop. It, it's It makes... Monetary sense to buy um a hybrid car in some circumstances, so the then was i with, with, with a gasoline at like two fifty three bucks of a gallon when it was four uh <laughs> four fifty it certainly made some <laughs> sense <laughs> to get a uh, especially the insight, which is a much more uh, you know efficient car yeah, than, I
1: actually get well I've got over the lifetime of the car sixty miles of a gallon doing nothing special No. Yeah. Oh, and and, and maybe, I accelerate up those hills I take that hill
0: that's a good thing, but um it, as as the case may be, I'm saying to the vegetarians out there that really believe everything all the scientists tell them, and really believe all, that the politicians are going to save us. Now it's important you not eat corn because oh. corn is actually you're producing more carbon dioxide by eating corn. So you have to, you can have every every other vegetable,
1: but not that one. Well, it's it's not the corn for consumption. It's the the, the huge amount, the vast amount of, of subsidized. But corn. the
0: corn you're consuming has the same problem. It was it was uh, it's basically carbon um, carbon dioxide neutral, and then it's harvested by these big combines that's
1: Spew out
0: yeah, it's carbon my, dioxide. It's not my
1: fault. The government people are growing so much of this stuff. So, you know, but this is great. You know, the the report actually says, you know, what seems certain is that the nitrogen cycle." Because yes, people know about the carbon cycle and that's publicized. But the nitrogen cycle, which of course is actually yes. way more significant, is changing faster and more profoundly than the carbon cycle, but has attracted much less attention.
0: You know, this is um, this is the funny thing that about this whole. Uh, uh, you know, this whole global warming thing, because I, I don't know whether to believe it or not. I mean, it's it's clear that, uh, of course, the, the world is the, the climate is changing. It was going to do that whether we were here or not. All right. The climate was going to change and is going to continue to change. And I don't know.
1: So is, I, I, I'll, I'll just tell you, it's it's us. It's the human. It's it's human caused climate yeah, change. Yeah, it's not a, yeah. Get over that. It doesn't matter. But you know, look, these people are already look. You can you can you don't worry about this nitrogen cycle. That's three hundred times more potent because there's an international nitrogen initiative that the governments around the world are right. setting up to fix this problem. And this is the this is the thing that
0: uh, isn't being understood here is the governments. Uh, you know, the governments of the world were there to protect us in these instances. Anyway, I mean, that was the purpo- that, that's one of the purposes. They were, they were already protecting us from environmental problems, right? See how this thing is but escalating. they failed.
1: This thing is escalating beyond control to the point of, for, for our own safety, the government has got to stop trying to fix this thing. You go from feeding the poor to warming the planet over a course of 100 years to like turning that to something 300 times more like, oh, my God-ish. Like, the next level I don't want to get to, the government has got to stop now. I, I hear you I mean they they've, they've continu- I mean, this is this was their idea okay they they had not this down have happened our throat. without a government sending out that kind of money baby
0: and and, and so this was and now now it's making it even worse it, they're only going to continue to make it worse because they,
1: you know they, they we just don't have all the answers yet. Here's the thing when you read in any economics type of whatever context distorted market the the thing that should be in your head is dead babies that's what you're getting.
0: I guess it's true. Um, you know, I mean, there's going to be, baby. If if the climate goes up, uh, you know, the, the temperature goes up, then some people around the world are going to be displaced, and the way, and you know, some people aren't going to be able to escape from that bad climate, and therefore they're going to, you know, be there, have their children, and their children are going to die.
1: Yeah. Well, what I say is, you sell off all your stuff, and you get yourself some gold and some silver, and you, and and, and, and you just wait for the apocalypse.
0: <laughs> well. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. I, I, I'm hope,
0: I'm I'm rooting for global warming because it's cold here in the winter in oh, New Hampshire, God. and I'd like uh you know I'd like it to warm up a little bit. That'd be fine for me. You're just evil. Yeah.
1: What? I mean, it's happening. What difference does it make? <laughs> what difference does it make? Hey, you want to hear something for the crack spot, crackpot conspiracy theorists?
0: Uh, I'm sure. I, I had something to go along with this uh, global warming thing that I wanted oh, cool. to get to real quick, though. It's a hot uh, topic. <laughs> Singapore scientists can say, uh, say they can turn CO2 into biofuel. Okay, so while the, uh, the, the guys in France are over there, <laughs> you know, while they're ruining the globe, all right, and uh, using our government to do it, the folks in Singapore, one of the freest markets in the world, have uh, scientists in Singapore say they have found a way to turn planet warming carbon dioxide into clean burning methanol using a process that uses less energy than previous attempts. The scientists at the state-backed, oh, great, Institute for Bioengineering and Nanotechnology said on Thursday that they used non-toxic organo-catalysts to make ethanol, a biofuel that is also used as an industrial feedstock. Groovy. Uh, What? They feed animals? No, 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 no.
1: industrial feedstock. It's a stream to go into your reactor to make other stuff.
0: Okay. In a statement, the institute said uh, said the team led by that guy uh, used... Oh God! Why am I reading this? I don't even in um, heterocyclic carb carbonese, Those are NHCs for short, and uh, that's also an organoclast. In the uh, chemical reaction with carbon dioxide, NHCs are NHCs are stable, and the reaction between NHCs and the carbon dioxide can take place under mild conditions in dry air, uh, adding only a small amount of the catalyst was needed. Okay. Holy
1: crap, this is awesome. So um, they're over there uh, saving chemical us. Chemical engineering just rocks, by the way. The well, chemical engineers will, in fact, save the world.
0: Think so? Oh, yeah, totally. I wish that they'd uh, just legalize hemp. I think, uh, they, you know, the chemical engineers pa- managed to get some laws passed in the past <laughs> that uh, haven't haven't done so much good for us. Um, Dow and DuPont. Laws. Not good. For no, people. laws uh, you know, restricting the marketplace are not good. So you were saying?
1: All right. So, you know... Sometimes on crazy shows, you'll hear stuff about the Amero and how the Amero is going to be like the next, it's going to be our EU, right? Well, you know, I mean,
0: it seems to me that like it makes a certain amount of sense that at some point they're going to... uh um, you know, try to replace the dollar. If the dollar has to crash. They're killing it. The Federal Reserve is killing the dollar um, in, in conjunction with the IMF and all these uh, CFR and, you know, all these organizations are trying to kill the dollar. So um,
1: you're, you're saying that, it's, that the, the marrow isn't going to be replacing the dollar? No, it's it's something else, but it's, it's actually happening. You know, the dollar is an inverted pyramid that's going to tip over. Hmm.
0: 800-259-9231. You can call in and comment on this or anything else on Free Talk Live.
11: These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree most families should have life insurance protection of ten times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800 800- Four nine three seventy seven twelve.
0: Talk live two point oh one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's Mark with you and Dennis, and you can call in about anything you want here at the top of the uh, eight o'clock hour. And uh, other than that, we're going to go on to things that well we find interesting because we don't have any calls sitting on the line. Oh, actually, I do by uh, my, my mistake. Apparently, Steve in South Carolina. Steve. Hi,
5: Dennis and Mark. Hey, Howdy, Steve. Uh, I was going to talk to you today. Um, the thing is, you're a little PC incorrect. It's not global warming; it's global climate change.
0: Right, which um, I'm, you know, I understand, but that's what that's the way it was presented to me originally, and I really don't like people changing the rules of the game when uh, in mid in midstream.
5: Well, the point is, is global warming was inaccurate, so they decided to finesse the wording to continue on with their spiel or whatever the hell it was they were doing. But anyway, uh, today on CNN, they covered the House the House Energy Subcommittee with Al Gore testifying, New Gingers testifying, in front of Henry Waxman and a couple other senators. And I heard the opening speech, and I watched the whole thing, you know, while I was work. But that thing got me. <laughs> Al Gore apparently has used the Navy to go underneath the polar ice cap and – Give a 3D dimension. He goes, Well, this is the first time we've had a 3D dimension of the polar ice cap. Cool.
1: Then he went
5: to say that it's going to be five years. In five years, the polar ice cap will be dissolved. Really? And then, Ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But then at that point, he said, Our blessing is Barack Obama's stimulus package. Oh, God. And, oh, I know. It just got really, really deep, really quick. <laughs> And he goes, the stimulus package has, you know, uh, focused on energy, alternative sources of energy, and this will create jobs, and we'll have alternative energy resources. And basically, you know, he he equated the two together to saving, within five years, the complete melting of the polar ice cap. I was like, oh, this is just too grand.
0: That's excellent the way Uh, the Democrats are going to save us.
5: Yes. Totally yes. I just want to
1: give you that FYI. And oh my I- God, your story checks out. I do not believe it. I did a Google search and it actually says there's, there's. I can see the clip here on YouTube. North polar ice cap will disappear in five years. Of
5: course, I wouldn't lie to you.
1: <laughs> but
0: we we do get calls that are wrong though. But uh, thanks for thanks for uh, checking it out. Appreciate it, Steve. Thanks for calling. Um, you know, Dennis. I I, I always wonder about this global climate change. Now, I'm an ethnic Republican, and we Republicans don't believe in climate change. The Democrats are lying to us. Absolutely, I agree. Hey, I was a Republican, too. And it's it's, it's a difficult position to be coming from. I don't know what to believe. I listen to NPR, and clearly those nimrods believe in it. Well, they're commies right the, so They're i'm great befuddled, shows, by the way. okay and i don't i i do know that i believe in liberty and i believe in the marketplace's ability to solve problems best amen help me brother so i don't know really where to go with the global climate change and what i what i was
1: thinking and i don't where, know where you go with it? you believe in the global climate change right i believe in it what do you mean? i believe it. it is clear to me that the the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and the warmness of the Earth uh-huh. is much greater than it would otherwise be had humans not been here to put all this crap in the air. Okay. How, how, is that that crazy sounding? Uh, well, it, I, it's my understanding that carbon dioxide, this is what I've been
0: told, is not, in fact, much of a greenhouse gas at all and that it uh, rises in carbon dioxide uh, trail, uh, the warming of the Earth as opposed to preceding it.
1: Well, it's a bit like saying there's poison and there's stuff that like it's uranium. If you touch it, you will die. Yeah. It's 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 not good to have all this stuff in the atmosphere. But why? This is like why see the point kind of a thing. Why why get yourself to that point? If well, here's the thing: multiple independent lines of uh, you know, basic lines of research. Okay. There there's many different, completely independent, completely as they say orthogonal. Um, I don't I they, I don't say it. They say the people who want to sound cool. If you get a whole bunch of completely different things that yeah. all tell you, well, this is not related to that, but both these things point to the Earth is getting warmer. Okay. Then it makes you think, well, maybe in fact the Earth is getting warmer.
0: Hmm. Befuddling. I'm not sure about it. Uh, but I, I here's what I do believe is that if this is, it's probably not worth arguing whether or not the Earth is getting warmer or not. For libertarians, to it's
1: always worth arguing.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> It's probably not worth arguing, hey, the global climate change is true or false. It's probably worth arguing, you know, find out where the person that you're discussing with uh, is on the issue and then ask them, you know, if you don't believe in it, then obviously we don't need – Worldwide socialist government to fix it. Look. However, the only solution that's been posited thus far by anybody um, that it, it seems like uh, that you, you hear on television is global socialist government to fix uh, global warming. However, we've had you know, a, a lesser global socialist government up to this point, and It has not solved anything. And I can point to. hundreds of cases, and I might be able to research it and find thousands of cases where these governments, in fact, are making the problem
1: worse. So, why would you trust these organizations to fix this problem? Well, it's not just that they're making it worse. It's this thing is getting, it's like each fix makes the prior problem not just ten times worse, hundreds of times worse, to the point where my concern is the future of humanity if his people do not stop. But even – look, even if you take global warming off the table, maybe it won't actually destroy the Earth. Doesn't it still just make sense to you to drive a car that uses less gas and maybe pollutes less? I don't you – know, what do I think? I think you should drive the thing that's most financially feasible. Really? Really? But don't you get some benefit out of just doing your little part for the world? You don't believe in, like, volunteering and stuff like that?
0: Oh, I do volunteer and stuff like that. I just don't know that, uh, you so know... Why not I,
1: drive the car that's just a little nicer on the world?
0: I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know whether I believe that that necessarily makes a difference, that well, the stuff that comes believe- out of the back
1: well, of the vehicle... Is it nice, though? Do you like it? Do you like... Have you lived down a downtown, like a real downtown with a city where the air sucks because the cars? No. Okay. Do that once, but really don't because your lungs will not appreciate it. It's scary. You know, I, I used to live in Silicon Valley... For a short period of time, and man, nothing ever will leave my head like the image of bicycling up into the mountain and looking down and seeing that the sky is brown from the cars and the industry and the crap. The sky is brown. I'm not going back down into that.
0: So if the sky's not brown, you're okay, though? Up here where uh, the the air is crisp and clear, it wouldn't make a difference?
1: Hey, I tell you what, driving on Highway 9... From Concord to Keene is the most beautiful drive in the world. There's so many trees. It's green. It's rolling. Yeah, and and springtime,
0: oh. it, it's it's true. All right. Well, um, uh, you know, we, we were talking about uh, gl- global warming here, and uh, you know, I I guess I I guess that I haven't accepted it entirely, the idea of it. Um, however, I don't. I know that it's an area where I am not an expert. So to profess to be an expert. Isn't a good idea. I certainly have the questions that all Republicans are given as far as talking points. If you listen to the radio, where well, it's getting warmer on Mars. Why is it getting warmer on Mars if uh, the global warming? If you know, there's no humans there making it worse. Um, This is you know a 600 year cycle happens all the. What's the big deal? So you know, I'm those questions come up for me. But when you 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 know when really the question that uh, the people need to ask is. Uh, You you know, you were just reading this article here where it's, in fact, the government program backed up by the scientists. You know, the the government program came off of, uh, you know, their idea from the science here, from the scientists here. For
1: the record, a lot of scientists were opposed to the whole growing maze for because the carbon doesn't work out. But anyways, Uh,
0: fine. um, I'm sure that there's scientists opposing every uh, scientific finding. But, you know, the government took this science and they ran with it with some socialist program, some, uh, you know, corporatist program to, in order to help their friend, friends and punish their enemies. And, well, they failed and they made the problem, did
1: you say, 300 times worse? Yeah. So oh, there's other ways they fail, too. It's wonderful. Like carbon, uh, clean coal, carbon sequestration. Pff, at best, carbon, like, yeah. at best, neutral, as if you just burned the frick. Yeah. Don't get me started.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. I I don't understand why people would expect the government to solve these problems. So far, it hasn't solved any. It's making the worst. worst. Please call in. Tell me a problem the government solved. I'd love to hear it. At least better than the free market could have. 1-800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. Mark talk live one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one call in and talk about me because it 's Mark talk live. no call in and talk about anything you 'd like to talk about talk
6: live
0: look at that what, what's that what am I hearing there? Eh, must be some kind of You're hallucinating mark
1: yeah'm <laughs> i delusional it 's that peyote I had before the show and you know the puking was not acceptable
0: yeah doesn 't everybody do that when they have peyote
1: apparently that 's why i don 't plan to try it yeah,
0: uh, it, it happens with cough, cough syrup too. Um, Well, we were talking about global warming, and we've got some calls on that, so let's go to the phones. Go ahead. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, this is – William? Yes, William in Tennessee. Uh, Sorry. That's
12: okay. Um, Listen, this uh, global warming thing, I'll contend that the earth may be warming, but um, from what I know, it was much warmer – uh, on the earth during the middle ages than it is right now oh and sure now we have to uh get a lot we have to go a lot further before we get to that level because i believe they were farming on greenland
0: yeah that's my understanding too is uh that uh, you know that there was at a medieval warm period where uh you know
1: things were warmer and there were farming implements inland on greenland in some ways you could say that warming period actually led to you know all the uh the the wealth that in itself became i'm trying to say reformation the, the enlightenment yeah, the the, um, is good.
12: The other point I wanted to make is that US military has got to be the biggest polluter of any corporation in
0: oh, yes.
13: the
12: United States or maybe the world. Um so In America, just, the uni- uh,
0: in America, the United States government is the largest polluter. Where are they so going to
12: put all the uranium from the bombs? I I'm, I'm sorry, the bombs, the the tanks don't have to pass a vehicle vehicle inspection. Nope. Um smog uh smog inspection. Um just all the material, um, the uh, the airplanes that they fly. I mean, it, it's incredible the amount of waste. Because I was a marine. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's anybody in incredible. the military,
0: anybody in the military has this story unless they flew a desk the entire four years. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I, if my eyes glaze I, over, it's only because everybody who was ever in the military says, oh, my God, these people are so disgusting. The way they waste things, the way they destroy yeah. things so that they get their budgets next year, the way they dump crap into the water like it like nobody lives in this planet. Uh, it's it's just
3: true.
12: Oh, oh! It's incredible. I couldn't even. I, I could, I could go on, uh, but I have a, a one more po- a point to make, um, and that's that uh, when uh, there's a, a track of uh, public land that's uh, a park in in Memphis, in my city. Okay. Uh, it's called Overton Park, and it's the largest park in the city. And there's an old growth forest, a ten thousand year old old growth forest, in the middle of Memphis. Okay. Um. Now. That The city has allowed a management company that runs our zoo, which is also in the same park, um, to mow down trees in this old-growth forest.
0: And why is that? Uh,
12: To build zoo exhibits that um, teach us about the importance of conservation and the survival of species. Um,
0: It's excellent that we have this democratically elected organization out there to protect our very important uh, natural resources.
12: I mean, it's incredible. They they uh, they mowed down part of an old growth forest to build an exhibit about an old growth
0: forest. I see uh, no hypocrisy. Uh, Our fearless leaders are saving
1: us all. Look, as long as but, everyone and, votes, and, and, you will no, get the um, right people doing the job. Right?
0: Oh
12: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, the city is just so asinine, backwards in their thinking, and then the green the greenies, um, which I'm friends with, a lot of. Uh, the environmental activists, um, because I am very green um, and a conservationist.
1: Yeah, go greens. Uh,
12: but but they all want to blame this management company. <laughs>
1: yep, so it's I the drill home with them.
12: It's the government. It's the government that allowed them to do this. It's the
1: government, the government and the corporations—the oh, wow.
0: unholy alliance. Right. You see, the, the the unfortunate thing about the Greenies is that they struggle with this uh, this infiltration of uh, socialism. They don't realize it, and that's why they don't see it. But they—the fact is—it's the government that's the problem. The corporation wouldn't be able to go mow down that those trees if it wasn't the government getting, giving them the power to.
12: No, the public, the uh, the the people that live in the neighborhoods around that forest would have never allowed that company to do that. It un- took the it took the power of government to give the company.
0: Unfortunately, control. those same people rolled over and licked their hind ends when uh, the government gave the company the the you know because they have this veil of legitimacy. Instead of going out there and chaining themselves to trees. What they did was they said, well, the government is... Uh, you know, and well, they it. started
1: out by buying into a paradigm that there is no such thing truly as property rights because the government's giving them all kinds of special deals with property. It doesn't fundamentally own and destroying the heck out of the market. And so if you have someone that does not grok property rights, that is a person who is going to be destroyed by the next guy who does not believe in property rights.
0: You know, the funny thing oh, is I most have. people do oh. understand it, but they give the government a pass. They wouldn't but, allow anybody else. It's not fascism when we do it.
12: <laughs> no, not at all. And, and um, with this, uh, the the property rights issue, the, the thor- forest for 10,000 years was never a threat until it became public land. And as soon as it became public
0: land. That's when people it, wanted to cut it down.
12: There was a uh, Supreme Court case over this forest um, uh, that Citizens Preserve Overton Park, um you, you can Google it. And, uh, and uh, it actually went to the Supreme Court to protect uh, I-40 from going through the forest um, because you know certain interests wanted that to happen.
0: Yep, so much for the, oh. the government saved it, and the government destroyed it. Steve, thanks right. for the call. All right. You can give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. And let's go to Steve in Texas. He also wants to talk about global warming. Steve?
3: yes mark uh, a few shows back a few shows back you uh talked about a sacrifice that you're making about not buying cigars yeah i'm not going to because of the
0: if if this tax goes through and they're taxing cigars and i can't really figure out whether it's gone through or not i i haven't been able to find any evidence of it however everyone i talk to says yes there's evidence of it that there's a tax on cigars now that at 40 cents a piece and i'm not going to go from giving the government a nickel a pack or whatever to 40 cents a piece on cigars
3: Well, I applaud your effort, and anything you can do to stop feeding the federal government monster is is to be much appreciated by anybody who uh, supports a small government idea. Yeah. Now, uh, there is a way that you may not have to sacrifice very much at all i and I didn't hear you suggest it, or nobody even mentioned it is It's such a simple thing is why don't you grow your own uh cigar tobacco in your backyard? Well, I
0: don't I, I, I know nothing about you making can get on the internet
3: you what? can get on the internet and you can get tobacco seeds and a wealth of uh, resource of information on how to do it. And uh, springtime is planting season is coming up. And if you don't get started right now, you're going to miss out on the opportunity.
1: Have you had any of that, like, native spirit, like, you know, like uh, American I've, Indian? I've
0: heard of it. It's, it's, uh, of the cigarettes out there, it seems the, the most enticing of them. Um, I, I, but I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke cigars. So it's a good idea, Steve. I will, uh, I, I will look in it, into it this weekend and see what I think about growing tobacco. Free Talk Live. Give us a call.
7: Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm.
4: Oh, yeah? Yeah.
7: At $3.57? Nah, I even got a $5 disguise discount. No, nice. All I had to do was
13: yeah. sign
8: up to the military. Sign
13: what? Huh? Not after dying on grass!
0: one 800 259 9231 It's Free Talk Live and we're doing the, the the Friday night edition and Ian is nowhere to be found. I it's, it's Mark sitting here with you and Dennis. And yeah, I've got I've got another guy on the crew and it's uh
1: Dennis, you you've never done the
0: show before, have
1: you? This is this is like the biggest privilege. I I went down to you guys' studio when you lived in Florida. Because I was in Florida and I said, "Hey, let's let's meet up with those guys." I vaguely and I recall got this. to stand in the room. And I was like, "Oh, can I take a picture?" And he was like, "Yeah, sit at the sit at the sit at the mic and have a picture taken." I was like, oh, "I'm at the Free Talk Live microphone. This is gonna be worth something on eBay someday." <laughs> the Florida studios back when it was
0: a, a tiny tiny little show. Well, we've been uh, talking about uh, global warming, and and people are interested in talking about this topic. So, um, you know, I I I certainly don't know much about it, and I'm interested in talking about it. So let's go to Gene in Tennessee. And but before we do, I want to let you know that uh, this segment of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Termco Life Insurance Agency, protecting you and your family against financial loss during due to an untimely death. Call one eight hundred. Four nine three seventy seven twelve they'll help you out with that I mean the fact is if you've got a family, you need to have life insurance because somebody's got to provide for your kids in case you die. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow eight hundred four nine three seventy seven twelve you know I, I say hit by a bus. The fact is you drive on the road every day, cars are dangerous they're the most likely thing to kill you in your age bracket get life insurance eight hundred four nine three seventy seven twelve Go to Gene. Gene in Tennessee.
14: Hi guys. Uh, what happened to Ian? Did Ian, did they nab him for violating his conditions of parole by helping Sam out or something?
1: Oh I wish it were so. Then I'd, all this would be mine. <laughs> you gotta figure. They, this they, is they, like you know what happened to Paul. Happened.
14: They love to nab people on Friday afternoons so that they wind up spending the whole weekend in jail before they get to talk to anybody.
0: You are right about that much. No. Ian is off on uh is off on a secret mission.
14: Secret mission? No, oh, he's a secret agent man. Okay.
0: If he didn't wish to uh, tell it on air, then I'm not gonna reveal it for him.
14: I want to uh tell you about global warming.
0: You're gonna tell me, got it. You got it? I got There's it. There's
14: no such thing as global warming. It's a okay. bunch of crap. Okay uh scientists when they're when they're functioning on grants are the biggest liars that ever existed and uh I don't think there's any scientists out there anymore that don't function under under some sort of a grant
0: well it's true yeah. that scientists have have um they, like they've shown that they themselves do not function as well when they are uh, motivated financially that uh you know the organizations that give them the money they know what direction they want the science to go and therefore they're likely to ignore evidence you know that they should be taking into account um i However, I think that uh, of the people on the planet that are most likely to be, uh, you know, unfair and unbiased, people that use the scientific method are the, the the ones that I would like to trust in that area.
14: Well, good for you. I'm glad you trust them because I don't. I've There's worked nothing
1: with to these do people. With
14: trust. I, I've worked with them. I I know them. Uh, I have friends who are uh, uh, physics professors. Uh, they're and, great and it, guys. I, I like them. They're they're good friends.
1: But, the, but, but whether they're friendly or not, is a, thing, a, a crazy person can tell you something true.
14: All right. But uh, um, did you read Drudge today where they've got the Polish group now is no. coming out saying, no, we're not going into global warming. Of course, Al Gore and his going into are saying that we... The Polish group... Polish
3: Hunter, scientists. Polish,
14: science, Polish scientists. They're claiming, oh, no, there's no such... Thing. You know, it's not. The, the numbers are actually showing the opposite effect. And then, uh, also, on Drudge, there was another separate report showing that the polar ice cap is getting larger, and another one says no, it's getting smaller. There so does seem to be these-
0: there does seem to be contrary information out there, and this concerns me and if to me, it seems like if nothing else, I don't think we have enough information um, to be able to say one way or the other, but I can say conclusively that if there is such a such a thing as man caused." global climate change, that the one organization that should have nothing to do with fixing it is the government, because they've proven well, so far to, and time and again that you. they fail.
14: I have to agree with you on that one. Now, I've pointed this out in the past, and and Mark, you know when you fly, and um, what's the other guy's name there? Dennis. Dennis. Yep. Dennis, You you must fly around a lot too, right? Oh, yeah. Now, I know you're the one that I have to talk to because you're the one that's that's, that's the, that's the uh, global warming uh, uh, aficionado here. So when you get up in the air at six miles altitude, I want you to look around you. Do you ever sit by the window seat?
1: I, I like to be in the aisle. I like to get in and out as quickly as possible. But, yeah, I sat in the window. Do yourself
14: a favor and sit by the window. Sit by the window, and I want you to stare out that window your entire trip, assuming it's not going to China or
1: something. Uh, see, see they don't allow pot on the, on the plane. I don't know if I can last that long, but okay.
14: So anyway, you go on that plane, you get up there, you look out that window, and you look down at the planet, and you try and find yourself a smokestack at six miles altitude. You can't even spot one. There much does not less-
0: Seem to be a large volume of air um, up there for any kind of pollutants to get into. And you
14: figure out the amount of square cubic miles of atmosphere on this planet, and then the little tiny puny little piss, piss farts that we put out called pollution, there is absolutely no way that these little tiny ants called humans can affect this planet. In fact, one of the uh, physics guys over there at NTF I used to work with, I gave him a project. I said... Uh, I said, I'm going to call you back in a week. Here's your assignment. I'm going to to give you a budget of a trillion dollars. Your sole purpose with this trillion dollars of money is to pollute the environment. I want you to spend 100% of your resources to not producing anything except pollution. Can you pollute the environment? A week later, he calls me back and he says, if you rule out nuclear and biological, there's no way that I can pollute the environment with a trillion dollars.
1: I can it's think of one awesome. way that they could do this. All you have to do is distort a critical market like food with a trillion dollars. I guarantee you, you'll never be able to predict how bad it'll be, but it'll be bad.
14: Well, that, that's not in polluting the environment. That's upsetting the, uh, the the food source for human beings, and sure, you're going to have people starving.
1: I'm not and and, and as a side effect, also producing 300 times more global warming than you could possibly do, apparently just about any other way. When you, you hear the word market distortion, anymore. think dead it's babies. Not
4: produce,
14: there won't be any more global warming, not even a spec. How do you figure it's going to make 300 times more global warming? All of these things are computer projections, and they're all based on faulty, faulty information.
0: Okay. Now, what are you going to do I with mean, that? I mean... You know, like that's the that's the thing. That's, that, this is the reason that I have sort of the opinion that I have is because I don't know. The last thing I want to do, um, as far as trust people uh, on global warming, is trust Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, and Gene the Christian Anarchist. I'm not saying that I, I think that these are dumb people. I think they're very smart people. However, they're not experts in that field. I want to trust the experts, but the experts say things that don't make any damn sense to me uh, well, because the there's all this science. contrary information. So what? Th- that's the reason I have to fall back on, if there is such a thing as man-caused global climate change, then the one organization.
14: I'd like to make make one more point before the break, and that is I'm an old fart. You all know that I'm an old fart. I grew up in the 50s and the 60s, and in the 60s I was a hippie, and we were all told how the uh, pollution that we were making in the 60s was causing the coming ice age because we were putting out too much Guess what? Carbon dioxide. So, therefore, there was a coming ice age. It was going to cool the planet.
8: I remember that, Scare.
14: And they said we were going to be out of oil by 1990s. Here we are, 2008. We got more oil than we know what to do with. We're swimming in the crap. And the planet now, they're saying, is is heating up. Because of what? Because of the same thing they told us it was cooling down for in the 60s. These guys are idiots.
1: It was the genius Woody Allen in the movie Sleeper, who had the guy? You know, he wakes up after like 200 years, and the doctor gives him a cigarette and says, "Draw this deep into your lungs. It's the best thing for you."
14: <laughs>
1: it's a pretty funny movie, actually. I, I like that movie. But
14: yes, yeah, these guys—they're flipping idiots. They tell you one thing, and 30 years later, they're telling you the opposite, and they're using the same projections.
0: Eggs are good to tell for you. The opposite thing. Eggs are bad for you. I, yeah, th- this is this is true. And what is the average person to do? I don't know. 800-259. They can call in and talk about it. 800 Five 9231 You're listening to Global Warming Talk Live. Oh, I'm so bored Global Warming. Uh, well, the, the, the people want to talk about this. This is an, an important issue. We've never talked about it on Free Talk Live, or at least haven't talked about it much, because, well, neither Ian nor myself really know much about it. It's Mark here with you. And Dennis. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had several people call in on it. And, you know, this is kind of where I've fallen on the issue. I What I decided was we have dispute resolution organizations in this world and we call them courts i'm not saying they're good i'm not saying they're efficient uh, but i am saying that that's what we've got and it would seem to me that if you you know global warming is a is a true thing if global climate change is true that it's, one of these dispute resolution organizations should have been consulted by somebody, some you know, some people that have the scientists behind them saying that this is so, and that you know these this corporation is releasing too many global warming gases, and that it must be stopped, and that they would have taken one of these corporations or one of these governments or somebody to court saying, uh, this this must stop, things must change, and so far I haven't heard. Of any court cases, I do understand that the Obama administration has now opened opened it up so that corporations can be sued for global warming stuff. But at first, you're going to have to prove global warming. So that what that says to me is that we don't have enough information now for somebody and um, to you know use the dispute resolution organization. It's not clear enough
1: for you know one of these cases to go through. That bothers me. Reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, ceases to go away. It doesn't matter what happens in the court of law. Sure.
0: Right. It doesn't matter whether a jury says I'm wearing a brown shirt or whether they say I'm wearing a green shirt. I am, in fact, wearing a brown shirt. They can't change that. I get that. And global warming, if it's true, wouldn't matter if a jury or a judge or the Supreme Court or, uh, you know, the U.N. said that it wasn't true. But we do know that global warming is, is uh, you know, is a convenient little thing for governments to latch to because governments love crises, and a crisis that isn't real and that you can't therefore fix would be a really great thing, wouldn't it? Even like if it's an an a real crisis. crisis, you
1: can't fix. I, I, I honestly think, look, these these people want to do good and think that the tool they have is to do an enormous amount of good. They see an, an honest, real, enormous problem yes. and turn the most perverse, destructive danger magnifying tool on earth at that problem i agree i I, i'm with you i you know we agree on that um
0: certainly you know so i was in my research looking for the truth in the global warming thing i can't read one of those science papers has have really just no interest in reading it and when people you know do all this science worshiping stuff where well you know the it's the science science says i can't how can i say it doesn't i can't read that stuff i'm not going to research every little thing until my brain you know brains roll out my ears i just hate that
1: crap you you don't have to read like you know we did this stu- the raw data but you, you do, read, unless you want
0: to get somebody else's interpretation of that raw data. No, not really,
1: not really. You could still you can read like there are multiple independent lines of confirmation. So you look at wow, okay, I I see that there you know some of these people look at tree rings and you know this is what you observe and this is what you would expect. And then you look at something completely unrelated, like the concentration of CO2 under the Arctic ice sheet, and you look at that, and this is what you'd expect, and this is what you have. Gee, these two things actually kind of correlate. Why would they correlate if not for saying the earth is getting warmer and you know this and that? This is the CO2. But what isn't? about
0: all the information that uh, that comes out to the contrary? You know, I, I I certainly hear people on the Republican radio saying that, whoa, that's not tr- it's not true, folks, it's not true. Like, that's that's the confusing part. I so you know there's there's and to me, unless you have scientific data yourself, you're reading someone else's opinion. I don't know. I mean, is Glenn Beck's opinion so much opinion? Just
1: observations. Like we observe this, we observe that, and you really have to question whether someone would go through the problem, through the trouble, to fudge a certain amount of data. Although you could check up on it if you're really that conspiracy minded. Why is Glenn Beck fudging data? Glenn Beck? Well, what? Glenn
0: Beck. Glenn Beck says the global warming ain't true. I. He's on television. Who's bottoming his hair? Says
1: it's not true. That's not what the arbitrary truth.
0: Well, he he gives he gives facts. Uh, facts are good, and if they sound, it sounds good when he says it, man. See, Do you see the problem? I'm believing one person or I'm believing another. I understand that believing some personality on the TV doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense, but that's what most people have access to, Dennis. And so the, the other question I have, I thought, hmm, I'll go to YouTube. I'll look, I'll type in global warming debate. And I'll see what I came up, come up with. I, I figured uh, it wouldn't it be a good idea to find a scientist on one side of this and scientists on the other side of this. I'll put a half an hour, 45 minutes into watching this. Well, there came up a six. Sciencey guy panel. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember what any of these people's qualifications were, except that one of the six was Michael Crichton. I read his books. I'm very impressed with the books I read. So they're, they're great for, fiction. They're not science. They include science or things. It's something that sounds so remarkably like science, it's good enough for me, right? Okay. And and I'm not claiming to be a genius or anything here, or a guy that... You uh, don't have
1: to be a genius to understand the idea of testing reality. Right. I I got the
0: scientific method. I understand how that works. And I've got the idea that scientists test each
1: other. I just don't know if I trust them it's taken it took um no you, know. you should not trust the process that's the whole basis of science you don't believe anything you just for example look people talk about scientists ha- scientists never prove anything that's the key scientists never prove anything Science is about science is about d- things that are disprovable that have not been disproven so it's not there are atoms it's just boy if there are atoms it explains so much
0: Mm-hmm I get where you're coming from. So I I watched this uh, uh this thing on uh, uh, on on YouTube, and I I had an opportunity. You know I listened to the both sides, and I walked away thinking. And and these are science types people. I would assume that they wouldn't put uh you know scientists debating non scientists. So and, and it's surely out there. There have to be some scientists that disagree with global human caused global climate change, and. So I saw these people debate, and I walked away from the debate not knowing any more than I do now.
1: Well, because that them there, those are some, some science guys and, and stuff. <laughs> do, you
0: see the, but do you see the problem? The average person cannot formulate an opinion on global warming.
1: That is why they must all listen to, like, the scientists. (laughs) Well, but,
0: you see, here's the thing is there's scientists on both sides. Which ones do you choose to believe? We've had scientists call this show and say one thing, and we've had scientists call this show and say the other. Now, I can't prove whether any of those people is, in fact, a scientist. I I can, you know, Frank from New York could call in and change his voice a little bit, and he sure could fool me. I mean, the guy sounds smart to me.
1: Wouldn't surprise me if he is a scientist. It wouldn't either. I, I have no idea
0: what he does, but uh, that mainline accent is amazing. Uh, so, you know, you just <laughs> you, I, I, what can the average person do? I I don't know. Just like the metallic album said, "Kill them all." Yep, I, I'm there with you. So, my opinion, as I've uh, managed to formulate it, is I simply don't know what the answer is, but I have rebuttals for both sides, okay? <laughs> so, if you don't think global war- global warming's happen- happening, you know, here's some questions I have for you. If you um if you do think it's happening and you think that the government can save us somehow, um then you know, I have some questions for you. And I basically, the usually the people that are against global warming, they don't have a solution which includes the government. So I don't, I don't fear them so much. It's the people that have a solution that includes the government that makes me fear them. Those people, by to fear and large, them. you need to defend yourself against these people. These people are
1: going to destroy the planet and must be stopped. I'm with, I'm with you. They are going to destroy the planet and they should be stopped. If if you believe in like saving the planet, these people must be stopped.
0: It's it's true, but now look what you're you're putting yourself pitting yourself against and putting yourself on the side of people that don't believe in um, global warming. Yeah, I'm not the lawmaker; I'm the lawbreaker. Vice versa, whatever doesn't make any sense. So um, real quick, we're, before we go into the, uh, the break here, uh, let's talk about the seatbelt thing in New Hampshire. I think that the seatbelt issue is the most important thing facing the Free State Project, at least on the uh, current event horizon. I think that if the seatbelt law goes curfluey here in New Hampshire, that it, it's going to take one thing that we can really hold up, a very tangible piece of freedom that we can hold up here in New Hampshire being the last state
1: that, uh, you know, where adults don't have to wear seatbelts if they don't choose to. What are we doing well, there's a lot more things. I mean, let's let's be blunt. It, the local control of the schools is huge. The fact that the town really does set just about all of the taxing that happens to you. Yes, your property taxes are high, but guess what? You can completely control that sucker. Um, well, you know, it's local control is very important, but it's it's not as easy to sell because people
0: don't, right. don't aren't in involved your in their
1: government. That's right. It's not in especially your face, on a local level, which is one of the reasons why it's you can do so much at that level. Yes. Now, having said that, here's the deal. The fact of the matter is, the fact is, there are a lot more free staters involved in the Republican Party than there are in the Democratic Party. That has got to change since some of our best, most awesome, some of the coolest people are in the Democratic Party, but the influence, the numbers are all in the Republicans. Yes. And they're not ascendant. When they become ascendant, the party that we've, like, got in bed with will be in power. (laughs) That much is true. And they're looking to repeal laws. That's their strategy if they get in power. Start repealing. Free Talk Live.
0: 800 259 that's 800 and you're listening to Mark, and Dennis, on Free Talk Live, well, it's uh, Mark Talk Live tonight, because Ian's away, he's off on a secret mission. Hopefully he'll uh, get back in one piece this evening, and everything will be just fine come Saturday night. Don't you worry your little heads about it. Tonight, however, we've been having fun talking about global warming and, and all kinds of things. We seem to have gotten stuck on the global warming issue, and that's fine. That's that's the way the show goes. Um, as a matter of fact, we, Brant from North Carolina, since it's a show about your calls, let's, uh, let's talk to Brant from North Carolina about global warming.
15: Hey there, guys. Hey, man. How you doing
0: i'm well what's up
15: hey on this global warming thing uh you know global warming may uh be debatable but i think the big farce human of it um if they didn't say it was caused by humans what would be the control that they would be able to inflict upon populations
0: right uh, that's that's absolutely the that that's the true portion of it that uh if it wasn't for humans causing it um you know so global warming i think we can pretty much everybody yeah. agrees on not i guess not everybody agrees on but you can agree on global warming but without saying that in fact um you know that humans caused it and i think that that's where you've got this more more tenuous evidence that uh, you you just sort of have to accept trust people's opinion on, and uh, it seems like the people that I'm trusting are people that I've been contrary to trusting for a very long time, the Democrats, the liberals, right. the progressives, I I don't particularly want to trust them, and the Republicans
1: are telling me different. Well, and of course, all that control of the population, what they end up doing is controlling the economy and then destroying so much more than whatever the heck it was that the people were doing just of their own got- in the first place.
15: And I think the global warming itself is, is very debatable. There's a, I don't know, a website called Science and Public Policy Institute that I think is somewhat fair-minded. Um, but even something as simple as what makes all the difference in the world. If you draw well, as where simple what: draws I'm sorry it,
0: Brad, Brad, before you go on. As simple, something as yeah. simple as what?:
15: As where you draw the baseline, uh-huh. Where do you start measuring the temperature? Yes. If you start where Al Gore starts, it shows the the heat goes up. Started. It shows you know for the past seven years, the world in fact has been getting cooler.
0: Uh, where if so, you draw it where if, um, if um, Al Gore draws it where it'll um, you know in such and such a place. I'm not. Or, I'm not sure. Okay. I
15: haven't seen. I haven't seen his film. I've seen a point by point refutation of it. But yeah, you draw. You can uh, tailor your argument by where you start in histories, where you start measuring. Sure, so it's like this? if
1: you invest in the stock market at this time and you buy gold at that time, and then you sell in the stocks. Yeah.
15: Exactly.
1: Now, um, where, what was this organization,
0: Brent?
15: Uh, Science and Public Policy Institute.
0: Pi- Science and Public Policy uh, Institute? Other- you, you were having some trouble with yeah. the uh, with the audio there. Is it
15: Institute? Yeah, I'm sorry. No it's problem. SPPI, Science and Policy Public Policy Institute.
0: Very good. Thanks for calling, Brant. Um, and, uh, oh, go ahead. Two
15: quick things. Um, the sun is where. Well, uh, carbon dioxide emissions. And number two, um, the biggest greenhouse gas is water vapor.
0: Yeah, that makes perfectly good sense to me. I, I have heard that. Um, so what we need to do is dry the planet out. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Eight eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and uh, let's take Jason in New Hampshire who who also wants to chime in on this. Jason,
5: hey, how you, you guys doing
0: that. that? Oh, um, absolutely, capital sir. <laughs>
5: hey, I what I wanted to. Uh, I mean, if if we just got kind of to listen to the scientists, whatever happened to uh, back in the seventies when they were sitting, when they claimed we we're getting into a new ice age? All the environmentalists were.
0: Yeah, yeah, then we it's it. Been, it's been claimed. So, what do we do with that?
5: <laughs> well, I mean, it turned out to be completely false. And the same environmentalists that were claiming, you know, we're doing this big environmental disaster and there's an there's a ice age coming on. Now, the same exact people are claiming it's global warming. And the interesting thing, what I love is now they don't even use the word global warming, they use the word climate change. And then they say climate change can make anything occur. So it couldn't make the temperature go up or down. So no matter what happens, they're right. I wish I could have that type of, you know,
0: you know theory it, going on. That's that's the part that's annoying. Is of course we're having climate change. I, I, I it, you know, it. It's it, called the
1: weather. <laughs> Take this cigarette, smoke deep into your lungs. It's the best thing for you. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. One eight
0: hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to the amp line here. Murray what do you got to talk what do you Hello. got to talk about here brother
7: hey i wanted to change the subject a little bit that's no, free talk Thank Live. You. we do that god bless you i know your motto mark is uh cops courts and roads is that right
0: yeah i i like to i like that one i think that those are those are areas of government that uh although may, maybe maybe they're the government's not the most efficient organization to run them that people have the most problem approaching in their minds it's the first place first places that they're going to go when uh when you have conversations with them and i'm willing to trade cops courts and roads for everything else okay I'll trade you, the government, for cops, courts, and roads, and you give me the government in everything else. Is that a deal? And then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're bargaining already.
1: Hey, but it's better than we got.
7: All right. And you'll be happy with that. But, but don't you think that just courts would work better than that? Now, now, if you had the roads privatized, you could have a market clearing rate. So during rush hour, you would charge more, right? Okay. And, and during night, you would charge less or nothing, uh-huh. and this would be more efficient, right?
1: Some uh, cities that like, do metering do that now, like
7: London.
0: Yeah I I don't um I I don't dispute for a second that the that the private market could handle roads better than the uh than the government does. I'm not going to dispute that with you. You're not going to find me saying that oh that's not true. The only thing you're going to find me saying is that that you're never going to sell this uh system to people and you're scaring them. You're not making friends, you're scaring people. Stop scaring well, Tom, them. I
7: that they have misunderstandings.
0: Oh I understand. You can call them idiots if you want, but that doesn't change that no, they run your life.
7: I just think they're afraid. I think they're afraid. Okay, to look they're at the stupid concept. and I mean, scared. The, well, it's not stupid. The fact is that is that the over the, the, the taxpayer, the general taxpayer, pays for the roads. They're not paid for by drivers. So we subsidize drivers, and at the same time, the rural areas overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly subsidize the urban areas.
3: Don't you rural? find that a
7: bit problematic?
0: Actually, no, I, just I would think it would just be the ways. opposite. Wouldn't uh, the urban areas subs- su- um,
1: subsidize the rural ones? And as far as the roads, I mean no, gas because, taxes. I mean, you know. They have the, gas, the, taxes. No, the
7: gas taxes are a very, very small percentage of, of where the, the money to pay for the roads comes from. And the fact okay. is that uh, the rural roads cost uh, like 10 percent of the, the price that urban roads cost to build. So since the general taxpayer is paying for the roads, okay. the rural areas are subsidizing the urban areas.
0: But aren't there a tenth of the people living out in the rural areas um, as opposed to the urban
1: areas?
7: That might be true, but we're talking about per person, not. Whichever uh, way
1: the money goes, it's still subsidizing, and subsidizing is, is wealth-destroying. Right. For, for,
0: right. You to be, for you to go to the store, even if you bought um, you know, a normal grocery cart full of stuff, if you were charged um, just the normal grocery cart price, you're either going to pay more or less than you would have if you went to a grocery store which sold stuff per, per item like you normally do. It would, it's going to be an inefficient and stupid system one way or the other. Uh, but I, I, I do thank you for the call, Murray. one 800 259 Free Talk Live. 800 259 Listen to Free Talk Live 2.0 with Mark and Dennis. And uh, before we go on back into the calls, I need you to uh, understand that more than 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through your bosses, their boss's email. Shouldn't your biz- business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is, em- is an email alternative that's private and confidential, and it's guaranteed privacyharbor.com because. Normal email is not secure. You can go over there and get a free account today at privacyharbor.com. So, roads, global warming, where will it all all end? Well, I can't tell you for sure, but I know that uh, Keith and Stuff from New Hampshire is on the line. So, Keith.
13: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: Keith and Stuff.
13: I like what you all have done with the show.
1: Thank you. We've redecorated
13: yeah, well, some people can't get enough of you. You know, three hours a day just isn't enough. And for those people, they're in for luck because tomorrow you're going to be speaking in Boston at the end of Fed Rally.
0: That's true. I am going to be there. I've uh, I've been reading up on my dishonest money book uh, written by Joe Plummer. He was, we had him on the show, and uh, I'm I'm ready to talk to people at the the Fed Rally and uh, get them all excited and listen to free to, to listen to free talk live. <laughs>
13: So you're going to be there from um, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., right?
0: Oh, That's I'm not going to be there the whole time. I'm, what, what time am I speaking?
13: Good question. I think you'll be speaking around 11 o'clock.
0: I guess I better be there by uh, leave here by nine then.
13: Yeah, I would say actually before that. It's like a two hour and um, ten minute or so drive.
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, you'll have to give me a, an address to go to too. So where it's, is this um... federal building in uh, in, in uh, Boston?
13: It's right across from the South Station, which is one of the busiest places in Boston, um, on 600 Atlantic Avenue. Okay, but they're happening all over the country at all the Federal Reserve buildings. So if people don't live, you know, near Boston, they can go to any of the Federal Reserve buildings.
0: Isn't it just in the Fed .org um, where all these rally, where you can find out where the nearest rally is to you?
13: And um, the Fed .us works, but you can just Google it.
0: That much is true. So, in the Fed rally, and uh likely you'll come up with one. and they're all over tomorrow, right?
13: Oh, yep, tomorrow, all over, and there's famous speakers just like you at at most of them so <laughs> and at one in Boston any of them
1: at the one in Boston, I believe that uh Dan representative Dan it's uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is going to be speaking at that one, I think is that true um or is he I think in he one? was
13: thinking about it, but there, was a, there might have been a conflict, so he might not be speaking there.
1: Oh, you know what I love about Boston is that it's in Massachusetts and it's close enough to just drive down there for the day, but it's like in a different state, so when we secede it, it's that, that Fed building is nowhere actually in our border. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> it's nice to see big cities. I, I like them. Um, and one good thing about Boston is that when you drive in Boston – you, you get this, it's, it's this, some of the worst roads in the nation, Boston, uh, Washington, D.C., some of the worst places to drive in the entire nation, and then you remember, I hate driving in cities, and then you can go back home and everything's great.
1: You know? It is great when you cross that state line into the state that doesn't have the sales or income taxes, suddenly the road goes smooth, and it's like really nice, and you go, whoa, if, what an object lesson, yep, and, and nice then to- the sign says, safe and re- you know be safe, it's a New Hampshire way with your seatbelt. Keith,
0: um who what what other famous folks are we liable to see at this uh this speech uh or this excuse me at the end of the Fed, Fed rally tomorrow.
13: Well, I don't want to give away all the details when it comes to that, but there is something I am willing to reveal.
0: Well, I, I this this frightens me. You're Go a ahead. Woman.
13: And you might not like this, but uh, I said there was a surprise when I called in earlier this week. Okay. And there is a surprise. Um we do not have a permit for speakers, so we will be violating The law. Not the Constitution, but the law.
0: Right. Well, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the Constitution, we'll be fine. um,
1: Because, you know, what what are they going to do to me? What could they possibly do? It seems like a rally that's going to be this big is the perfect size to actually go ahead and, like, because what are they going to do, roll in the tanks? Like, they're not going to give that to you. So it's perfect.
13: Well, I remember that was one of the things that Ian was um, harping on the... Tea Party rallies about how they got permits for speakers and all this, yeah well that 's one thing we 're just not going to do, so this is this is almost like civil disobedience Very well
0: close. i uh yeah i I have no problem with civil disobedience. I just have a problem with dumb civil disobedience this i do 't think is dumb because the Constitution says right there I got the right to peaceably
1: assemble they didn 't mention blowhorns, but they didn 't have those back then, so what are you going to do? Well and it's thinking two or three steps ahead. What are they actually going to do it It is not realistic that they will shut the thing down, and if they do. Great. The media will be perfect, and no one gets hurt.
0: Yep, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of cameras to to see Mark Edge getting hauled off to jail for peaceably assembling. <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot, Keith.
1: Thank you. Keith Why is I, awesome, by the way. Keith is a madman. He's a monster. He's a machine.
0: Well, he's he's certainly a dynamic uh, young man for liberty, and I. He's uh, a liberty I, bomb. I, I. You
1: understand? I, he is a liberty bomb that has been dropped
0: on New Hampshire. I respect you know so many things that he's involved in. Eight hundred two five nine 9231 and you can give us a call about uh, whatever you want to talk about but we've been talking about global warming and we're going to continue uh, with Sean in Minnesota.
16: Uh, hey hey Hey, what's up? Hello. Hey. Yeah, good evening there guys. Uh, yeah, I want to weigh in on on this science stuff. I don't know. I haven't been able to to decide which is The false science, which I do believe, Mark, as you were saying, that the majority of scientists, not all, but I would definitely say a good majority really are uh, uh, producing false science because because they work either for the government or for a transnational corporation. So in both of those institutional settings, it's very hard to do objective scientific research because your salary is tied to whatever outcome this government agency or this transnational corporation, uh, wh- whatever outcome
1: they want. Yeah. And, well, I think in a way, isn't it more cultural than, than the fact that the money's there? Isn't it just the fact that, I mean, it's it's a culture of greenies. And if you hang out with those people, you have to be pretty contrarian, like a libertarian would be, you know, to, to kind of not buy into the whole thing.
16: Yeah, but... It, People who practice religion, and 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 and, 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 any, and I'm sure if there's someone in the audience who practices religion, they'll probably call be calling to blast me. But yeah, you know, that's why I say I don't know which is worth because like people who believe in the Christian Bible, for example, believe that Earth is six thousand years old. Okay, based on
1: what evidence? Counting the gats. <laughs> that's that's the
0: evidence. <laughs> well, you know, and and that's I think you bring up a good point that most people of you know people of many religions would uh, would concur with is that the uh, the whole greeny thing, the whole global warming thing, smacks yeah. of religious fervor in a in a many many ways. Now, I, I you know I I'm, I'm just saying that it it sounds that way from somebody sitting here on the outside. I don't know. I haven't read the science. I can tell you. I'm not going to either, but from from that side, it seems like there's a lot of faith, um, and there's a lot of people, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, woe was us," you know, talking about, you know, trying to do penance and, you know, how we're we're evil people, you know, how we're bad and how we must be punished, and, and it does it does sound religious in nature. Thanks for the call, Sean. Six oh, uh, excuse me, <laughs> giving me, give me out my home telephone number: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's 800-259-9231, Free Talk Live.
8: With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. One eight hundred two five
0: nine ninety two thirty one. It's Free Talk Live 2.0 with Mark. And Dennis. And, uh, well, you know, we've been talking uh, all night about all kinds of different things, uh, whether it's global warming or roads. I don't know. You can call in and talk about anything you want to talk about at 800-259-9231. But we did mention at the end of the, the first hour that, in fact, all your fears about the Amero are unfounded. Dennis,
1: where do you get this information? So, you know, people who are concerned about the dollar going away and being replaced with something, they, uh, they've they been talking about the Amero for years. and that's
0: They have been. And as a matter of fact, I've seen pictures of the Amero, and it looks suspiciously like um, uh, a North American currency. So... Like, why, what's yeah. going to happen?
1: Well, like a lot of conspiracy theories, there's some truth to it. The you know, then there's some some aspects to it that aren't such a story, but like the fact that it's a non-starter and it's not really politically viable and it's not going anywhere. Right at this time, at
0: this point, Americans do not want to uh, go into a union with Canadians and Mexicans uh, because, well, we're too we're we're too wealthy in this country to do that. Why would we Why would we sign on to uh, the poor people in Mexico and I, you know, Canada is certainly not a poor country, but a, a, a lot of what their industry is, is
1: feeding their 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 greedy fat neighbor to the south. <laughs> well, here, this article from The Economist dot com, the current issue, talk uh, Mission Possible, talking about the International Monetary Fund. I love them. The International Monetary Fund, right? So this is like the bank of last resort for countries. If your country is on its knees and can't make its payments, you go begging to the IMF and the IMF comes in and takes over your country for you, sets its policies and says, here's a couple billion.
0: Yeah. And and that billion, it gets from the United States citizens who back it up.
1: A a number of countries contribute.
0: That that much is true. China is
1: really proud to be contributing a lot at this time and God bless China. Yes. All right. The leaders of the world's biggest, rich, and emerging economies decided in London that the IMF should both have more resources and play a broader role in the world economy than in the past. So right away you should have alarm bells, right? Yeah. But they said that the fund's resources were to be increased by $500 billion to $750 billion and that it would be allowed to issue $250 billion worth of its own quasi-currency the Special Drawing Right, or SDR. Now, the SDR is essentially, um, it, it, it's tied currently to the U.S. dollar. Uh, to, to a basket of currency. It, basically, it's tied to the assets of the International Monetary Fund, which is donated tax money from a bunch of different countries, and usually when that happens, the U.S. donates a lot. Okay. So it's basically a currency, a debt-based currency, that's based on the existing debt-based currencies that have just stored up their non-value in the IMF. Right. And so... All the currencies that people, um, that that
0: are currently being donated to the IMF are fiat currencies, meaning that they're not backed by anything.
1: Right. I mean, (laughs) yeah, do you think the government goes without to give the IMF a couple billion? The answer is no. No. Not, Not particularly. Um... So the theory is they're going to lend these out much more freely because there's a stigma associated with going to the IMF and begging for funds. Your your country doesn't want to be seen doing that. But there was this big show, you may not have seen the news, but Mexico went with pride to go and draw on some funds from the IMF under their new program, which is going to make it much easier for countries to you know, step up to the le- lending window of last resort and not have to do all those pesky things to their economy, like really tighten down on what the government is doing to the economy and let it be a little bit freer. They're, they're going to get like, rid of those.
0: It's like, these, uh, it's like the IMF and all these uh, you know, global g- governance, you know, quasi-governance agencies out there. It's like they want to destroy the world's economy.
1: Uh, pretty much, this, this tool will do it. Now, this is great. So you have a debt-based currency, which is always like a, a pyramid scheme, based on another debt-based currency, which is our pyramid scheme, the debt-based dollar. You've got an inverted pyramid sitting on top of an inverted pyramid, as one uh, clever financial dude put it. This thing is going to tip over, tip over fast as this special, extra special Reserve currency based on nothing gets injected into economies that are in the process of imploding that makes it easier to inject in these economies. And this is great. China and Russia have even talked about making it the IMF, the issuer of a global reserve currency to replace the dollar.
0: Right. You know this is um I, you know from everything I've read this is the whole purpose of the IMF in the first place is to replace the US dollar we as the the recurrent uh, well the, certainly they they've got the uh, window dressing that says we're here to help poor countries we help let rich company, countries help poor countries
1: we didn't need that we could have done that anyway well sure i mean banks banks are always going to step in towards the bottom of a cycle because that's where you can make a profit investing look you know what when when Iraq in 2003 the tail end of 2003 was in shambles I remember me and my wife talked about wow you know what we ought to do we ought to invest in Iraqi infrastructure because I tell you what if you know, there's nowhere to go but up this is a great yep. investment opportunity unfortunately what they've had there is you know out of control and possibly not the best but I seriously look places like that where you at least where you don't have actual warlords taking over the country yes if you don't have that, you just have like a Bolivia type of a situation. You right. have a Brazil type of a situation. It can only go up. It's, it's going to go up. Right. Iraq a is going to go up. Um, and you uh, know what? I agree. People who want to make money with their money. We'll put it in places where it's likely to go up, guaranteed.
0: Right, and you know it's going to get better there, especially as soon as uh, you know the United States gets out. Then they'll find whatever equilibrium they're going to find. It may, it may take uh, half a decade for that to happen, but they'll find whatever equilibrium they're going to find, and then they're going to buoy buoy
1: upward. So now we're going to take these markets that have been destroyed by their governments, you know, mismanaging of the economy, and just make sure that everything stays the same enough by injecting more funds into those situations. Basically, okay. it's going to be a, a suck. A global suck of wealth just out of the environment. But then now... If out of what? Out of the, the, the economic environment, if you okay. will. Okay. If, if you dig the environment, you should dig economics because the two are clearly related. Um, mathematically, right? So I'll look, take your word for it. If there's a reserve currency that replaces the dollar, what do you think will happen to the value of the dollars that you currently own? They will go into the pooper. Well, they'll go down at least a little bit and there'll be the the perception among the market that, oh, the dollar has less value. Bubbles pop. When there is a general consensus that now is a good time to sell, it doesn't matter how. If you think it's only going to go down five percent, but everyone does, right? And the everybody thing thinks... implodes,
0: goes to nutco land. Boom! You, you know, this is what happened actually with uh, with the. I remember the real estate uh, bubble in uh, Sarasota, Florida. We all talked about the bubble in Sarasota. Now, remember, this is the time frame when uh, you would your house would go from sixty thousand to um, you know three hundred and sixty thousand in a decade. <laughs> i mean those those are those are not unrealistic numbers um and then you know back down to 22,000, or whatever. I don't know what the numbers are now currently, but I know that... Uh, yeah, talk to me about internet stocks sometime. It's not, it's not worth that much. Uh, so, you know, the, we were talking about the bubble, and the idea was, you know, I think that the bubble's really going to be just a plateau. I mean, people want to move to Sarasota, Florida, don't they? Don't forget about the uh, the, the baby boomers. They're getting older. They want to move here. We didn't believe for a second that the bubble was going to be much of a bubble, uh, you know, the bursting of the bubble. We knew it was going to happen. And there was going to be a slowdown and uh, no big deal.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's when everyone at the same time decides that things are going to go down a little bit. Everyone's selling. Yep. No one's buying. Panic How do you mode. sell dollars, though? Oh, you can sell dollars. Okay. Th- that's How do I you, sell my dollars? Currency traders do this kind of thing. You get an account with a broker. Okay. Well, I mean, the average
0: person doesn't do that. In
1: fact, if you have like an IRA type of account, if you have, you know, with your employer and stuff, you may very well have currency markets that you can that you can... Move into there. I don't know if you can do that with an IRA fund. I don't know. But if there's like, yeah, you can well, do that with online. Programs.
0: One of the ways that you, I know that you can sell dollars is buying gold or silver. And I also know another thing is, is uh, dollars aren't going up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, because currently we've, I think we've printed like double the amount of dollars. I think the monetary base, I believe is what they call it, in the last eight or nine months. That means, um, well, there's twice as much of it, so it can only buy, then, half as much stuff. It's going to take a little while for that to happen, and there's also this check, which is the IMF, the fact that uh, the, it's the world reserve currency, the, the dollar is, and that uh, many countries will buy it in order to make investments in the same way that they
1: would buy gold and to make investments. China doesn't have to sell the stock it has in America, it's, its T-bills and its bonds. All it has to do is stop buying them, and then everyone else goes, oh my God, there's not enough fires, the thing implodes. You're right. Because all they'd have to do is stop buying 10 percent as many. Yep. 800-259-9231. How
0: Pretty many people about? on your
1: block own gold?
0: Not none. <laughs> Free talk live with uh, Mark and Dennis, and uh, we've got we've we've kicked in, uh, Ian out, and uh, you know we'll probably bring him back tomorrow or something like that. I buried Ian. <laughs> you know one thing that I haven't been doing tonight, uh, Dennis, is every time I say eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, I'm supposed to call that the sacl CAI line because. Well, they've paid a lot of money to sponsor the show. and Baby they
1: Sicle is crying.
0: Yeah, they, 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 they do a great deal for Liberty, and I'm just not mentioning them at all. And uh, so I can tell you that Jason Osborne is the biggest advocate of Liberty that I know. And if you uh, have a company that uh, needs to try something new in the area of collections, you know what? You need to try something new in the area of collections because very few people got into the work that they do to do collections. Who wants to do that? Turn it over to Sakel CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com, and you'll be doing uh, something good for the universe. So, <laughs> Dennis, um, let's. I've got an email here that I want to get into before the end of the show, and it's uh, from Richard. He says, early on Wednesday's show, you spent some time explaining to a fringer that conspiracy theories, whether true or not, are not very useful in evangelizing liberty. Immediately afterward... Gene, the Christian anarchist, called in with his usual explanation that government is fiction, which you and and Ian agree with to a large extent. I feel that it's just as useless as conspiracy theories and that you should distance yourself from it with the
1: same tact. Amen. It's like arguing that there is no green. (laughs) It's just an idea. There's no circle.
0: (laughs) There are many contexts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. There are many contexts where it is helpful to explicitly consider groups of individuals united by cooperation as a single collective entity. Telling some, someone that government is fiction strips away that value, costing them more than you offer. I do think that there's some value. There's no football team. <laughs> Just men in uniforms running around in grass with a football, hurting each other. I um, like to th- pet each other's bum. <laughs> well, who doesn't? The uh, but I I think that I think that there's some value in calling them the people in government. It's the people
1: in the football team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this argument. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, the answer is 42. I mean, you don't have to argue that you are not room fondle.
0: <laughs> oh, oh that's, well, what's the question? Okay, so
1: uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> the people of the football team. All right. The I same can see me. the football team giving out the tickets. I can just see it, man. All
0: right. The same reasoning used to uh, prove your claim equally uh, applies equally as well to proving the same thing about community, forests, Google, even free talk live. After trees. All, there's no
1: trees. There's just the atoms in the trees. Y- y- you've, you've read this email. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> yeah. After all, your business is nothing more than a collection of people and and inanimate objects. For that matter, even people are fictional. You there's no, about the life force. There's no Mark Edgington. Real in, which by the way is my real last name. For those who need to know, merely a thin cloud of condensed energy called protons, neutrons, and electrons, separated by vast stretches of nothing. Billions of star stuff. Well, While true in the strictest sense, um, Sense integration of any of these claims into one's psyche is paralyzing rather than enabling. High-level reasoning is impossible without abstraction. I think many are loath to accept such a nihilist deconstruction as government is fiction because they can vaguely see where it leads. At any rate, it seems to be useless for bringing them over to liberty. Yep. Though members of the choir sure fancy it, I argue that there are governments... Gangs of power-seeking men and women acting. See, he said men and women um, acting with the common purpose of improving. Oh, it's women
1: too. Let me tell you, they are some of the worst. Oh my God.
0: Well, they. I. I. I don't. I don't know what to say. I mean, I. I would dis, not disagree. nanny status women.
1: Man, they are dangerous. There's a um, you got a senator here, right?
0: Yeah, there's a particular senator here and, and representing this area, and, and, you and I'm sure you've got one in your your area too.
1: We love you, Sylvia.
0: That you know, she had uh, she had some children, and I'm sure she did a great job raising those children. And, and I'm she, not one of them. And she knows how to raise you and if you don't like it she'll punish you just like she did her voice i hate you mom and she'll she'll paddle your butt and she'll send you off to jail or whatever i
1: bet that sounds familiar to a lot of senator moms i hate you mom
0: and it's just it's it's, i i just don't know what to do with it You, you know please stop telling me what to do senator whoever i just don't need it in my life i just want to be left alone That's absolutely true. I can handle putting my seatbelt on myself. Thank you very much. All right. Going on with the email. I I seem to have gotten myself sidetracked here. Um, Let's see. Men and women acting with the common purpose of improving the world, including especially their own lives in it. By and this this is the god 's honest truth is when in the process of improving the world that these all these politicians do they do a very good job of improving how things are for them and the people that have uh, contributed to their campaign and the lobbyists they get get along with that buy them meals and all that other stuff they do a very good job of of, of, you know, helping themselves out and rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies in the process. It's a happy side effect of good policy. Yeah, right. That's that's the thing. You know, not only do I get to, to serve the world, but I get this nice vacation, um, you know, to the Bahamas and be, they buy me dinner on a regular basis. Not to mention all the money that gets slipped under the table that you just never get to see because they never get caught. All right. Um, by coercing desired behavior from others through the use of such tools as legislation, handcuffs, jails, courts, and most importantly, claimed authority. And we saw in the Milgram experiments that, in fact, somebody who is in the position of authority can get People to do anything just by telling them. People 66, love being told what to do. Don't 66% they? of people were willing to kill a person in the other room because some guy in a white coat stood there and said, you must continue with the experiment. Now, you can't tell me that authority is not dangerous.
1: Just look in your own life. Look, the fact is, you know, people love being told what to do. People just, they do. They love it. They, they thrive on it. The worst thing in the world is, they, I don't know what to do with myself. Before, it, I gotta you watch know, TV. And the funny thing is,
0: on, on my mother's refrigerator when I was growing up, um, there was a little, she had this, you know, just a little saying that, you know, it was a tiny, typed out thing. It wasn't huge. And it said, people long to be told what to do. If only to have something to rebel against, and that really sums it up. Like either they want to be told what to do, or they want to tell you to stick it in your butt. And <laughs> between those two, you've got people that will either do what they're told or tell you to, you know, go jump off, go jump in a lake, and that's everybody. So it makes the it makes that little saying seem very very relevant to me. And the fact that it was on my mother's refrigerator while I'm growing up, you know, it just it just serves to to cement that. Holy crap,
1: they were right. That's why I put the uh, isosceles triangles and stuff on our refrigerator. My son is going to know what an icosahedron is, man. An icosahedron? Yeah. I don't know what it is. See, there you go. But what is it? It's, it's a shape. It's like a pyramidy thing. So? It's the fundamental unit of the universe. It's the minimum thing that defines an inside so and an outside. It's, it's, a, it's four isosceles triangles uh, fused together into a shape? Uh, yeah. It's a, it. D, it's a D4.
0: I don't know what that means. What's a D4? Yeah,
1: and you're not enough of a geek.
0: No, I'm not. I've <laughs> <laughs> all right, going on with the email, for God's sake. Surely this exposure of a previously implicit abstraction leads people in a more positive direction than claiming independence on the part of all those
1: energy clouds. You know? Who's this emailer again? What was his His,
0: his name's name? Richard.
1: And Richard has it, like, totally on the head. I I, I, I can't disagree with Richard this. Richard is the voice of reason.
0: Y'all should listen to Richard. I I. I, I, I agree. I, I, often like, I, I often have agreed with Gene that the, the fact is the government is an abstraction, and Richard does not say that it's not. He says that this is true, and, uh, but in the process that it's not helpful.
1: And I don't know if it's helpful or not, but... It's like being really concerned with who did knock over the buildings on 9-11. Guess what the deal is? The government didn't help you. The government's right. a bad idea anyway.
0: The buildings got no, knocked over. We got more government. It right. doesn't matter whether it's a false
1: flag operation or not, or real flag operation. I, either, either yeah. <laughs> way, it was a it was a bad thing all round. It, it, absolutely, a bad thing all we've around. got
0: more government. Abs- the, the, that's the result. I can't, I can't prove to somebody whether it was a false flag flag operation. It was a false flag operation. Or a false that fag man operation. is not gay. I cannot. You ever seen those, those guys
1: that just they they don't trip your radar?
0: Yes, I have seen them before, and they they always surprise me, um, and I, you know but i don't know as long as they don't bother me it's no big deal so i don't know what do you what do you do with the uh, the, the the folks that uh, you know want to spend all the time worrying about the minutia of either you know, one of these conspiracy theories or one of these liberty conspiracies.
1: It's like the the religious guys I forgot their name that came and knocked on my door and told me that the end times were nigh, and it was like during the real ID thing, and I told them, hey, look, you know what? You you believe that real ID would be the mark of the beast? And they said yes, and I said, well, hold on one second. Here's this deal. I got my cell phone right here. You want to call the senator and say please don't do it? They say, no, it's God's will. See, it's like some of these people. You just got to say, bye.
0: That baffles me. Yeah did want to do it because it was God's will.
1: Yeah. All right. It's well, like the truth. Or you just say, peace be with you. Bye-bye.
0: We'll see, we'll see you tomorrow night. Free Talk Live.
11: These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree most families should have life insurance protection of ten times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call TermCo, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712.